What is up, you guys? Welcome back to episode 29 of the Lumbar Trucking Show. Glad you could be here. Greetings from Garland, Texas. Yes, I was able to make it out of the Northeast. In fact, I had to claw my way out of there. But before I get into telling you how I got out of there, let me talk about this wedding that I went to in the city real quick because I just got to talk about it because this past weekend was absolutely amazing. Number one, this was my first time back to New York City since April of 2020. I was with my former employer, and I remember I drove the box truck to the Bronx to deliver uh, this cast iron heater to a school. And it was bone chilling being down there because this is, a, this is a month after the world ended from COVID. And I'll never forget just being on the side of the road with the window down, dicking around on my phone, and I can hear the birds chirping. And now I've been going to the city since I was a kid, and I, I've never remembered you know, being able to hear the birds chirp or, you know, the leaves that are, you know, of the trees that are kind of along the sidewalk, you could hear the wind hitting them. It was just, it was just a frightening thing to think about because before that, the last time I had gone to the city was in January, February of 2020, when I was working down in the Flatiron District and a little bit in Hunts Point Market. And, you know, nothing had happened yet. World was all kosher, a-okay. So going back this past weekend, it was, it was awesome to see kind of New York being back. I know that there are people and podcasts and, you know, Twitter users and so on and so forth that say, you know, New York is not the same as it was since before COVID. And, you know, I've seen the videos and to a sense, I can agree with that. But as a guy going back as a tourist, just physically being in Manhattan, it was good to be there. People on the streets, people ordering bacon, egg and cheese sandwiches from bodegas. You know, everything looked as though it was in full swing. What's crazy is I even stayed at the same hotel that I stayed at when I would go work down in the Flatiron District. So it was like a little bit of my past life glaring back at me, congratulating me on how far I've come since the last time I stayed at the hotel. Wedding overall, though, my God, do I am I lucky and blessed to have the friends I have. And fortunate enough for me. Uh, they definitely don't listen to this podcast, which is perfectly fine with me. I'm not going to say anything negative. All I'm going to say is I'm just very glad that uh, I was not the person financing the wedding because it was absolutely phenomenal. Location down at Chelsea Piers. Um, the, the food was good. I mean, the appetizers, you know, I'm a big, big time pickies guy when it comes to weddings. The food, whatever I'm getting for dinner, I don't give a shit. Whatever those waiters are carrying, walking around, that's, that's what I dive on. That's basically my meal. I pack it on for that stuff, and then that's when I start inhaling the alcohol. I pat the stomach down with all the fresh, awesome appies out there. Big crab cake fan, big shrimp cocktail guy. I love that. I'll down that, and then that's when I'll start inhaling the booze so that way I can tear up your dance floor. And, yeah, the DJ they had, I've never seen a more high-energy DJ. I mean, it was like being at the club circa 2010. So I loved it. And the best part of all, the New Jersey Devils mascot showed up. And if you know me personally, you know I'm a mascot guy, former mascot. Actually, I won't even say former because a mascot truly never never retires. Because if the time comes for me to don a mascot outfit, I am always willing to stand up and answer that call. So big mascot fan, New Jersey Devils mascot showed up and I just got absolutely fired up. Uh, it was great. Even made the the verified Instagram page of the video they posted of the wedding. So, hey, be on, go check it out. You can go see me on there. But very, congrats to my friends. 
uh, Nicole and Michael, very happy for you guys. I know you don't listen, but don't worry about it. it it's cool. Uh, you'll get me on the back end. I got to go to that wedding. That's that's all I really care about. But okay, so getting the hell out of there. And man, was that in the back of my mind the whole time I was dancing? I would cop like a cold sweat. I'd be like, oh, I'm having fun, but I know it's I know this is gonna cost me. I know I know it's gonna hurt. I'm gonna feel it. So I, it's tough. It's tough trying to you know compartmentalize those thoughts and ignore that overlooming you know terror of knowing what the rates have been looking like especially coming out of the northeast and even leading up to the wedding i was just that's how i was spending my time i was even at the rehearsal dinner when we were sitting down at dinner i had my phone out because i was bidding on loads and emailing on the coyote app and you know always refreshing truck smarter because loads do update all the time because as I've mentioned before, some of these brokers are overseas and a lot of these facilities could be 24 hours. So loads could be becoming for sale and available at all hours of the day. So I'm searching you know, for stuff, trying to see rates, sending emails. And like I said, I literally had to claw my way out of the Northeast, fight tooth and nail to get anything, something over $2 a mile. And like I said, coming out of the Northeast, I'll do a short haul to just get me out of Dodge, to just get me out of the tri-state, either Western Pennsylvania, down to Maryland, Virginia, Ohio. I will take something that gets me out and then get and then get something else that bumps and bounds me back towards Texas or just back towards the money, which, like I said, is in mainly in the middle of the country. My zone, Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Arkansas, Missouri, Kansas. That, that my realm, that's my dojo, that's where the fuel's cheap, that's where the rates are good. So I'll do whatever I can to get out, but it was crazy. Unlike the last time I came up to the Northeast, I was finding loads that were going to Kentucky, going to Ohio, going down to North and South Carolina, and the rates were basically the same as the load that I got going straight back to Texas, with the exception of a few loads that I was looking at going to North and South Carolina. Those were between the 250 and up range and from some of the brokers i i work with from coyote and ch robinson i probably could have gotten close to 270 however when it comes to the 95 corridor like i mentioned a few episodes ago you are plagued by tolls going down new jersey turnpike delaware memorial bridge dc baltimore all of that you're you're paying literally what could be depending on the hours you know anywhere from 100 to 200 dollars worth of tolls so i ended up with this load coming straight out of enfield connecticut going to garland texas and then i'm just going to deadhead home from here i'm kind of ahead of the curve when it comes to fuel and i tried looking for some stuff that went from the dallas fort worth area back down to austin but all i could find that was worth a damn picked up on friday didn't deliver until monday i already have my next pickup scheduled for monday and I can't risk sitting at a receiver for four hours on a Monday and possibly miss my next pickup. So what can you do? Like I said, bad rate coming out, basically breaking even on it. But you get, like I've mentioned time and time again, you got to take the good with the bad. So the good thing about this load, I went to go look at the Google reviews of this place called Plastipack. Had over four stars. Now, when it comes to these places, I've mentioned this on Twitter and on Instagram, I check the Google reviews of place I'm going to pick up to see what I'm, see what I'm getting myself into because drivers, <laughs> drivers leave reviews on these places. A lot of them are funny. Uh, I'm not going to lie. And, but some of them, you read them going in, you're like, oh, fuck. I'm set to sit there for God knows how long. 
But I see four stars. That seems good to me. I go ahead and read them. People saying, oh, I showed up a day early. I showed up a day late. They still, they just offloaded me right away, in and out, 30 minutes. So I'm pumped because it says that I have an appointment time for noon on Tuesday to pick this up the day after Labor Day. And when I read the reviews, I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to show up first thing in the morning so I can get a full day of driving to get myself back. And showed right up at 6.30 in the morning, boom, door right away, 45 minutes out of there. And because I got to leave early, I got to show up to Garland early. And same thing, I read the reviews on the receiving end. I showed up a day early in the middle of the night because that's just when it uh, matched up and they just put me in a door right away. So I went ahead and did the same damn thing. And boom, what you, you really can't beat it. It's such a such a rare thing to happen for a driver in this industry to be able to experience that. You know, it's like a weight of bricks off your shoulder when you're not sitting at some place for six, seven, you know, God knows how many hours. So look, I got the bad rate, but the overall experience worked. No problems along the way with the trip. It's a cheap route. You do pay a few tolls, but for the most part, you're dodging all. You're dodging the Ohio Turnpike to the north on I-90, and you're missing that 95 corridor. This takes you to Harrisburg, and you pick up 81 south. You take 81 to 40, 40 to 30 in Little Rock, and then 30 takes you straight to Garland. So it's an easy trip. You know, the the only toll I really pay is the Tappan Zee Bridge there in New York, coming out of Connecticut. So. Look, I can't complain. I got home. I made it. I'm not broke. My fuel tank's not empty. I've got food in my stomach. So, all in all, can't can't complain that much. I did my complaining about the brokers in the previous episode. You can go listen to me <laughs> go off on my rant about that. You know, you'll have to go back and and go re re-listen. Now, I just mentioned moments ago that I already had my next week, for the most part, planned out. I kind of just wanted to touch base on how I got that done. I was at the Petro in North Little Rock cooking lunch. The Sunday scaries came early because I needed to know, hey, how the hell am I going to get back to making that good money come Monday? Because no more complaining. I'm in the land of milk and honey, right? I'm in the land of some decent freight rates. But overall, like I mentioned in the last episode, the, the average national rates are still teetering downwards. Some of these lanes that I have been running over the summer aren't paying the same right now. They're not even paying the same as what they were two weeks ago. So I had to get on the horn, make some calls, send some emails, put in some bids on the load board apps, and claw my way towards that $3 a mile mark. That's kind of a good sweet spot for me to, you know, to average out at. And I got lucky, some stuff hit, you know, and I'm very blessed for that. Because uh, I will be perfectly honest with you guys, especially having to go back up to the Northeast and making some of these runs and, you know, not having a dispatcher finding these loads for me. When I drive and when I'm out here over the road, there are a lot of thoughts and things that come inside and haunt your head. You look at the other guys out there. You see the company drivers. They don't got to worry about this stuff. They don't got to worry about where their next load's coming from. They don't need to worry about if their truck's going to break down and how they're going to pay for it. They're not even paying for fuel. And those things hang over your head, telling you it's the bitch voice, like Andy Frisell says. That's the bitch voice saying, you don't got to do this, man. There's no, what's the point? What are you doing? What are you risking it for? You know, what could, ha- think of all the bad things that can happen. Think about that. And, and, and but, and so I'm not going to sit there, 
you know, some of you see me online. I try to be very motivating on Instagram and on Twitter and about business. And I'm very motivated on LinkedIn. I try to, you know, walk tall on these platforms as kind of to send a good message. But I'll be straight up honest with anybody on this podcast. Yeah, it's fucking scary being in this position, being in this driver's seat compared to just being a company driver. But that's when I got to, you got to change the narrative, change the thought. I take a big gulp and I just say, fuck you. You're, you're, you're right. I don't have to do it. And that's exactly why I'm doing it. Just like, and I compare it to the running thing. I hated running. Hate it. I still hate it. Even after the marathons, I, running sucks. It's horrible. Lacing up your shoes is miserable. Everything like that. But that's where running's a good thing. So I keep doing all this sucky shit. Doing stuff. I don't need to run a marathon. No one needs to run a marathon. There's plenty of people who are not fat and in shape who don't run marathons. You're right. They don't. No one needs to do any of this. But how can you ever rise above, rise to that occasion, be the best you can possibly be? I made a video on Instagram about this, a motivational running video. I'd heard this. I had heard it from somebody else. I'm not going to begin to take credit for it. I forget where I saw this. But basically, like I've mentioned a few episodes ago, big, you know, big follower, big believer in the man upstairs, Jesus Christ himself. And I'd like to think and I like to believe that one day when it's time for me to take my last breath and finally peace the fuck out of this shit, I'm going to get up there, you know, to sweet paradise. I'm going to finally be able to meet, meet the man himself, the king himself is going to go, hey, Mike, great job out there. Awesome job. Love you, man. You know, really, truthfully, honestly, awesome job. But here's who I made you to be. This this is what you were supposed to be. And so that's what I'm clawing at every day. That's what I'm chasing. That's what I'm trying to do. You may not be a believer like me, and that is perfectly fine. You are free to believe in or not believe in whatever the hell it is you feel like. However, the narrative does not change. You are obligated to be the absolute best possible version of yourself, physically, emotionally, professionally. What do I mean by obligated? I mean you owe it to your motherfucking country to be the best goddamn version of yourself. Oh, you don't agree? That's fine. At the end of the day, all you're doing is letting yourself down. But when you let yourself down, you're letting the other people around you down. And when you've let those people down, you have let your country down. If you remember last episode when I said I want you to win, I want you to win. I want you to be the best. I want everyone around me to win because when that happens, I also win. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I want the GM of the Ravens to win. I want him to pick the best goddamn football team in the NFL because it's going to make the GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers work that much harder to be that much better. That's how it works. That's the truth of it. But, oh, I just got the green light. means my trailer's empty. I'm ready to rock, guys. I'm going to leave it right there for you. Thank you once again for listening so much. Make sure to hit me up on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, at Lombard Trucking. Get at me there. And as always, if you ever want to talk, I'll be here.